Jared T here with Moo Man T. Um, we got the double T's going on. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> um, good to have you, man. Good to have you, man. How you feeling? It's my pleasure, man. I'm feeling great, man. Um, another beautiful day, alive, <laughs> feeling good. Yeah, ready for winter to be over. I'm sure. You know what I mean? Florida's winter. <laughs> Even that, you know, it, it was. I know it's been chilly, but uh, I want to give you a proper intro, man. Uh, it, it's been it's been fun doing. You know, I, I like to get into these. I get to do some research. Um, I spoke with Ibrahim last week, and he he said I was Web three Nardwar, and I was like, oh man, <laughs> not too invasive, but. Um, Man, so you know, for, for everybody that doesn't know, uh Boo Man T here, um, he's a musician, both on the hip hop side and the R and B side, multifaceted. Uh watch out because he's, he will drop the freestyles on you. We'll get into that in a minute. You know what I mean? Um, you're an author. I yes, haven't sir. actually been able to dive into the work, but I know you're an author. And yes, where you might recognize him, uh where a lot of you might recognize him from, um, along with your brother, um yes was one of the muses for Justin Abersano's Twin Flame series. And That's so correct. couldn't be happier to have you on, man. Um, you ready for the new year? Of course, of course, man. Of course. And it's my pleasure to be on with you, man. Um, I appreciate the time for sure. Oh, yeah. It's, it's all about you, but we're, we're going to dive right in. So here we go. Here we go. You yes, know. Sir, yes, sir. If it ever gets too crazy, just hit the panic button. I'll shut up. Nah, never, never. <laughs> <laughs> um, so first, and the, and the most obvious thing for me to ask you, and I couldn't find it anywhere, where does the name Moon Man T come from? Um, well, when I was in high school, um, one of my friends, like I, like I was heavy into the, like the History Channel, and um, anytime the teacher would like ask any questions, I would always know like in history, um, he, would, he would call me Young TV, like, yo, Young TV. I'm like, I'm digging it, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take that. That became my, um, my stage name at first, so most of my friends, even now, they call me T Dot or TV. They know me as TV. But um, there was a song, um, I think it was like 2011, that my entire group was on. And I came in, I was like, it's Moon Man T, and I'm fresh off the spaceship. And I was like, yeah, that's my name from now on. But once I got into my, um, my spirituality, I realized that the, that the, the moon had, had its own spiritual significance. And it was, it was kind of like fate in my life, I guess. Nice. That, I mean, when things come about serendipitously, I feel like that's that's kind of the best way to roll with things. Like, you know, you can't plan for it. It just, it happens. It's one of those, you know, preparation opportunity type things. So, of course, of course. Um, from what I was telling here or what I was reading, you know, you started making music in 09. Now, was this something that you always wanted to do or did it start out as like a hobby? And then like, as you got into it, you're like, shit, this is it. Uh, I think like when I was like, maybe middle school, um, you know, elementary, like I always wanted to, to do music. I didn't have, I, I suffered from like um, a lack of confidence, I guess. My, my twin brother was like, he was always the confident one, especially when it came to music. But um, on a DNA level, I come from a music background. Um, my father was in a group called the Force MCs, um, now the Force MDs, and they are R&B legends, hip hop legends as well. Um, they battled Cold Crush and, they were the first rap group to come out of Staten Island. They were like spiritually the birth of Wu Tang Clan, so to speak. So it was in my it was in my my DNA, bro. I didn't. And so speaking on that, and you know, like I said, I did a deep dive. I would encourage everyone to go and check out Moo Man T's Instagram because there's a piece where Method Man talks all about that and like, you know, getting up on on the rhyme so he could fit in with his peers at the time and all that. Right. So 
uh, I thought that was really cool, you know, to be, you know, even in the smallest way, any kind of inspiration for Method Man is obviously a big yeah. deal. It's huge, man. It's like the lineage. Um, and I didn't really know much about it until I was about maybe 20, 21. My father passed away when I was really young. I was like 11 years old. So I really didn't understand, you know, what he was doing for reality and what he's done in his own musical world and how, how many people he's touched. And, you know, it, it goes from people that we put on this huge, huge pedestal and they put him on the pedestal. So I'm like, wow, like my father was uh, really in tune with, with the birth of hip hop. And that really obviously is in my DNA because I had no idea. And then I started to do it myself. And um, he was actually the first five percenter um, of the five percent nation to be a rapper. So and, and then later on in my life, I started to realize that I was the one with the creator and I began to call myself God. And I'm like, like, damn, my dad was like into that. And I had no idea. So it just showed me that DNA is transferable and it really has this information component to it that spreads to other humans. Uh, dude, a hundred percent. So, you know, I can speak to that a little bit as a father myself. So, uh, it's crazy what I see in my little one and, and how that passes on. Like, you know, there, there is a, a nurture factor to it all, but there's a lot of it that's inherited. So, Indeed. Um, and you know, that's really cool, you know, and uh, of course, you know, uh, you know, I can only imagine what that's like losing a parent at, at such a young age, but how cool is that, that you get to experience how he touched others through his art and through his work and things like 100%. that. That's, that's, that's pretty great. Um, so that, that's really cool. Um, I didn't know that part. Um, now when it comes to the music that you make, cause I do want to talk about that a little bit specifically. Of course. Um, I was diving in, uh, I, I, I kind of, well, first of all, do you produce your own music? No, I have a, I have a bunch of producers that I have a couple of in-house producers. Um, early on in my career, it was more like the, just sourcing it from like Beatstar and stuff like that. But, um, I found my own sound and I only like follow those that kind of like go with that, I guess you could say. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. There was one that you, that you had on there. I think it was uh, soul talk. Soul um, talk. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. really liked that. It almost sounded like I, I couldn't tell if it was sampled or if it was just, um, in reverse in some certain spots, but I really I liked the it, sound of that one. I think it was, I think it was sampled. I'm not, I haven't really dived it with the producer and what he did with it. I just loved the sound when I heard it. I'm like, nah, this is this is something this is something different this is something that i really want to and you know like like artists know like when you hear that like all right this one's for this like because i have many facets of me like i have like the the uh ratchet side i guess you could say but for the most part i like to keep it soul but i know which what i'm going to do on each one uh to display my multi-dimensionality that's great that's great well and so that leads me directly into what i was i was building up to is do you have a preference for singing or rapping or does it just kind of like however the mood strikes you at the time? I think like sometimes it's like when I hear the beat, right? Like if I start singing, then I'm like, all right, this is this is going to be a singing song. But then sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll double back and be like, but how does how does rapping sound like when it's like yeah. how, how would it sound? And I do uh, engineer and mix and master my own stuff so I can just play around with it, like put it, put the beat in, uh, load it up start playing around, see if it sounds right. But I do tend to lean more towards the um, the R&B side because there's a healing aspect of R&B that goes into like the energy of it. It's just something about it that um, it gives me a feeling of of places that I've never been and longings for that I've never felt, you know what I mean? So R&B is something that I always like to tap into you know, before I rap, but then when I rap, I, I kind of get that same feeling, but it's never as deep as the R&B. 
in, in, you know, I, I heard some different things when I was going through and I, so I want to touch on some points. So yeah, I think it was, it's about time. Yeah. Was one that you made that had like, at the, I believe it was at the, at the beginning of each hook had like Prince ish undertones mm, to mm, me. Uh, mm. And so I'm curious about some of the influences and like people that you look to, like if there was a, not, you know, if you try to develop your style after anybody mm -hmm, in particular, mm -hmm. obviously that's cool. But um, right. Who, who were like the major influences from the R&B side? We'll get into hip hop in a second. I would definitely say like, um, well, let me just preface it this way. I thought that every artist that I heard wrote their own music, right? So every artist that I heard, I always, I always put myself in that like, hey, look, like these people are writing their music. You have to write, you know what I mean? You have to be a writer. So I was heavy, heavily into like, obviously Michael Jackson. Um, Prince was later on in my life. I really wasn't too into Prince too much. R. Kelly um, was a huge musical influence. Um, just listening to the R&B, the writing aspect of things and the fact that he, he's written for multiple different artists, despite the controversy, the music aspect is something that I, 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 I hold near to me because it gave me the inspiration to want to be a writer. You know what I mean? Like, like, and then once I got older and the smoke and mirrors cleared and I realized that a lot of these artists are what we would call plants and you know they're just a face and a voice to somebody else's soul, so to speak, and what they're writing. It made me feel even more empowered because I, I kind of find, it's like blasphemy, blasphemy to me for somebody to write, to not write their own stuff. So when I hear it, I'm like, I hope you wrote that. Cause if you wrote that, like <laughs> you're, you're amazing. But if you didn't write that, then I'm like, I kind of look at it a little, a little more weird, but I guess it's more acceptable for R&B. But I would definitely say R. Kelly, um, Michael Jackson, um, a little later in my life, Drake was a huge influence on me, like maybe like 08 era when he first came out. That was something that he, he, he made me like, all right, like, let's go. Like, let's start writing for real. 09, I started writing. I'm like, let's let's just do it. But those three, I would say, was definitely huge influences on the R&B side of things. Nice, nice. And then, you know, you did you did hop in on, on one of the videos where you were uh, over the Drake beat, the Drake and 21 beat. Um, on the freestyle, yes, sir. I, I personally, so no shade on that one. I really like the J Cole one that you had though, and I know that was a little bit older, but um, big J Cole fan. Um, yeah, he's a, he's that guy. Monster, absolute monster. Yes. Um, when we get into hip hop, there were a couple of references that you have. So one of your your tracks is called the New RZA, yes, sir. and it's like you almost know that like RZA is probably my favorite member of Wu Tang. Wow, wow. Um, you know, I always nobody ever gets the reference, but I always say, Bob Digi, yeah, you know who is he? Um, yeah. and, you know, if you know, you know, right? Like, if you know, you know, baby. Um, but then you had another reference in, uh, I, I can't remember which video I saw this in, where you referenced someone said, call you my honey dip. And I was like, oh, that's dip set right there. Uh. Like, um, and, you know, being from New York, like I would expect that. But, um, you know, you talked about the Staten Island influence. Obviously, that's Wu Tang heavy, um, so that's got to be an influence. Um, I, I assume Dipset's in there, but like, talk about your hip hop influence a little bit too. Uh, my hip, man, um, there's a, there's definitely a lot, um, but it really, to be honest, Dipset wasn't wasn't one of my influences. No? I was on the opposite end. I was Gene, right? So it was like mm. when you're in middle school, you were either. Dipset or Junior, like you could, it was no in between. It was like war in middle so school, like yo, like yo, Dipset, I'm like yo, I'm Junior, man, like I, Fifty, <laughs> Lloyd, like that. Those are my, those are my guys. Um, on a hip hop level, 
Um, definitely, to be honest with you, Wu-Tang was a little later in my life. I didn't really, I didn't really tap into Wu-Tang until I was in my 20s. Um, I'm 32 now. So I, I, I got, I, again, that wasn't really a part of my reality until I got older because I kind of like didn't really know too much about my father until um, the rest of the force reached out to me and my brother just, you know, putting us on to what was going on in our, in our, in our reality. Um, but definitely G-Unit for sure. Um, J. Cole was huge um, before he popped, you know what I mean? Like there was like a group of artists that I knew were gonna be it. So it was J. Cole, it was Big Sean, it was Mac Miller, it was uh, Wiz Khalifa, that group around that's Drake, that group around that time they kind of had my heart. Like, I was like, yo, like these dudes are going to make it. was even um, Charles Hamilton and Don Kennedy. Like they, they were Tiger, like before they popped that group, I was like, these dudes are going to be it. And that's what I want to, I want to be in this realm of pure hip hop before hip hop turned into like, you know, more mainstream dancey and, you know, auto tune and things like that. That's yeah, that's cool. So I, you know, I, we're pretty close in age. So, I vibed with with a lot of what you were saying there. I, I, uh, it's interesting. I like a lot of the the East Coast stuff, but I get all the way over to like the Dom Kennedys and all that. Yeah, all um, he's got some some hits out there. Um, one of the things though, so still speaking on New York a little bit. One of your posts, you said, you described as New York as a prison. Right. And you moved to Miami. <laughs> um, so I want to know what you meant by that if, if, if you're comfortable going into yeah, it yeah most definitely like i have a lot of um just a lot of different beliefs when it comes to environment just in general and i felt like new york a lot of the people that i know never leave new york you know what i mean and if they leave new york they're going to jersey they're going to connecticut they're not leaving they're not going far they're going to florida potentially and then they're coming they're coming back there's a mentality of bread new york where new york's the greatest the greatest city in the world now although although i do believe and i'm not from new york city i'm from new york state I'm from Westchester, Peekskill, New York, specifically got to always say that Peekskill, New York. But um, New York just in general felt like a prison. And I guess it could be like that anywhere you're at, because I believe that we're in a life itself. It's kind of like a green screen. You're going to see the same people if you go there at the same times. It's always going to be the same loop because we're all in a loop in our reality as human beings crossing paths. But when it came to New York, it was stronger. There was a stronger tie to staying. And most people say, I want to leave, I want to leave, but never leave. You know what I mean? And not only that, but just the, the when the pandemic hit, it showed me how dra draconian that New York could be politically. And the lockdowns, because a lot of people may not know, but the first case of COVID in the United States was in New Rochelle, New York, that's Westchester. So that, it was, a, it was the epicenter, it was the beginning of COVID. So I was like, damn, like, this is it. So the lockdowns were very harsh. And, you know, although like with, with NFTs and crypto, I made the most money I've ever made in my life during that time. Exactly. A lot of people, a lot of people didn't think, a lot of people didn't understand this, this technology or understand that there's a way out. So politically, spiritually, I felt like New York was a prison and people didn't want to leave. People felt like there's nothing out there when there really is like, I, I implore people to leave your, leave your nest. You know what I mean? Go out and see the world, see the United States first. Like, see your country, you know, understand what, where you're at, what you're in, understand the laws and, 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 and that govern what you're under. And especially when it comes to New York, I felt like it was very harsh 
um, during the pandemic. But even before that, I felt like it was a prison. So I was like, look, like, I got to get out of here. I need I need some freedom. You know, what I mean, like I need where, where they where they treasure and cherish the Constitution of the United States. My dude, I completely empathize with you. I grew up in Denver. I left uh, roughly 20 years ago and I I couldn't have been happier to get out. Like it was just uh-huh. one of those things like, I, you know, it, some people don't understand it, but it was one of those things where like I was just ready to get out, just ready to go. It didn't really matter where I went. I ended up in Atlanta, but I was ready to get out of Denver for sure. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I completely feel you on that one. Right. Now, to the flip side, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Miami now. <laughs> I see you all over Instagram. You know, sun's yeah. out, guns out. Like, yeah, yeah. And by the way, I see you out there balling too. Uh, oh for yeah, those that don't know heavy. Moon he's got bunnies. Watch out, he will dunk on you. I'm a baller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but how has Miami freed you? Um, Miami, Miami's beautiful. Um, I did, I did realize once I came out here that there was a level of flash, right? So. New York's flashy, but New York is more hippie, stylish, flashy, um, more chill, um, definitely fast paced, but obviously that's New York, but Miami is more so, it's very flashy. You know what I mean? Everybody has money. And if you don't have money, you work for someone with money. So you're not coming out here. If you're coming out here with just a nine to five, um, and your nine to five isn't paying you much, you're going to, you're going to struggle. You know what I mean? The cost of living is, is getting higher. Um, but I love, I love the energy of Miami. I love the, the, I love the sun. I love being in the beach. You know what I mean? Like, um, I love to see the flash, you know what I mean? There's a, there's a part of me that's, that's, um, spiritually, you know, there, there's the spiritual eye. When you see it, you're like, uh, materialistic. But at the same time, there's an inspiration factor to it. When you see the yachts, when you see um, the Bentleys, and, and we all love to have materials. We all love to, you know, we all love to to have that. It's an expression. So when I do see those things, I get inspired. And it's definitely a different lifestyle. It's def- It's fast, but slow at the same time. People are moving a lot slower, but it's fast-paced in regards to um those that have it right so i do go to different places like i've been to um what is it called uh, i've been to just different restaurants like sexy fish and um i forgot the spot but um it, it escaped my mind but it'll come back later but a lot of i guess high-end places and i see the difference between wealth the mentality and the difference in mentality between those who have wealth and those who don't and, and, and what people who don't have wealth are willing to put their money in. And it's usually liability. So I learned a lot about where to put your money and, and what to do with the, the liquid that you do have. Man, I love it. I love it. And so speaking on that, on, on where to, to place, you know, funds and where to look at things when you and I talked um, a week ago, you told me that you had gotten into DeFi and obviously like that, that goes back into like New York and, and trading crypto and whatnot. What's, you know, it, it's been a very mixed bag, especially like if anybody that started this year, right? Of course. Been, it's been a rough year for anybody that started yeah, this year. Indeed, However, indeed. there's a lot that you can do. I, I want you to speak to, uh, you know, what experiencing the upside has been like for you, because I, I think sometimes and, you know, it's not all just like, oh, I traded well and now I can buy this. Like, you yeah, know, obviously there's work that goes into that. Of course, of course. I feel like a lot of the time it was um, it was heavy research because like me and my twin brother, like 
we would watch videos every single day. This is like 20, 2016. And even, even back in 20, 2012, 2013, um, Bitcoin, Bitcoin had followed me. There was a Bitcoin account, Twitter, that followed me. And I was like, what is this? You know what I mean? I clicked on it and I'm like, okay, digital money. I, I kind of like poo-pooed it, like shoot it away. And this is like 2013. So it was like really early um, before the, the big boom. But I feel like at that time I was awakening. I was going, I was coming into myself as a, as a creator. And I kind of didn't see that as a sign, but I did have, I did get a, a, a second chance um, through uh, assets like XRP and, and others. Um, but it was extensive research and also like, it is a bit of luck. It's not like you're going to just come in here and just, oh, like I know what I'm doing and I'm just going to make a lot of money. It, it's, it's far from that. I feel like when you do follow things that have value, have utility that are going to change the world in a, in a concrete way, um, those are going to be the ones that you're going to make money off. That's what I made my money off of. Like the things that I knew were going to be concrete and I pulled, like, you know what I mean? Like I, I seen, oh, okay, I made money. Let me pull, you know, let me not get greedy. Um, nothing goes up in a straight line. We know that just for reality, like whether it's NFTs, whether it's crypto, you know, things are going to go down and you can kind of, um, there's signals, right? There's signals that saying like, okay, this is the top. Like this is, you can, it's time for you to take out. Let's be humble. And like, I don't know everything. You know what I mean? Like I'm still learning. I'm still growing. Let me take profits and, and, um, and use the liquid for something, for something else, you know? Um, the upside is great. Like, it's great to have, like, have the money, but you can lose a lot of money in this space. Don't mm -hmm. get it twisted. A lot of people don't understand it. Come in like, oh, I've seen you make a lot of money. I think I could do the same. You can, but are you a long-term player or are you just somebody that's just trying to make a quick flip? Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I Man, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. It's one of those things where it's, especially when the, the NFT PFP was uh, craze was going just, like, out, out of control, Right. You know, I, I always tell everybody it, I come from a, a traditional finance background. I'm, I'm unfortunately, I'm just probably never going to be the guy that 100 X's <laughs> just, just not wired that way. You, right, you right, hit right. me with a five X, a 10 X. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, those are monster games. Like, you right. know, I tell everybody, like, there's nothing materially in my life that you couldn't give me 10 X that I paid for it. And I wouldn't right. sell it. To you. Right. Indeed. Like, my house, bro, you give me 10X, it's yours. Right, <laughs> so, right. 10X, what? Oh, thank you. <laughs> and so when you when you look at that, so, you know, um, unfortunately, that means, you you know, I miss out on things like Bored Apes going to, you know, quadrillion X yeah. or whatever, you know, it yeah. happens. Yeah, indeed. Um, so speaking back, you mentioned your brother. Of and one of, one of the things I have to ask, you know, um, who's the older one? I'm 15 minutes older than him. You're 15 minutes older. Yeah. So I'm curious with the with the picture. Right. You were behind him. Yeah. So I kind of like. Yeah, I was curious how that came to be. Man, I feel I feel like I feel like I'm his angel, right? So, you know, what I mean, like traditionally, like in our family, he's he's been the more responsible. You know, what I mean, on Earth, right, with the earthly things and. He had his apartment before I ever got an apartment, a car before I ever got a car. He had his license before I had a license, like all the physical things he was doing. Um, there was a point in time where, where I woke up, you know, like to my God self, as I would say it. And he, he gave me the foundation to write my books, you know what I mean? And, and not have to work and do those things. He knew what my path was and he allowed me 
to be who I am today. And I feel like that, that allowed me to be his angel. You know what I mean? I, we didn't do that purposely, but everything has a purpose. So when I look, mm -hmm. even when I look at the picture, like I have um, actual proof of the Twin Flames physical. So the ones that sold in Christie's and Sotheby's, um, each twin owns a proof. So they're gonna be just as valuable because there's no more. Um, I, I, I get a chance to look at this picture and I'm like, wow, like this is, this is really powerful. And uh, obviously thank God for Justin, he definitely captured something that was amazing. But to answer your question, I felt like definitely, like I'm his guardian angel, he's just looking out like, I'm good. He's right here. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's crazy. No, right. man. And, um, you know, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. You know, it, it, uh, a brother's love. Um, as I'm an older brother as myself, I've got a younger brother, not, not nearly as close as 15 minutes my brother's <laughs> almost five years younger than me, but, right. um, I, I feel you. Right. Um, I'm very curious too, because it looked like early on from your posts, when you were first doing the shoot with, mm -hmm. with Justin Abersano, yes, sir. that you knew it was going to be special. However, I don't think even Justin or anybody, like maybe outside of Gary Vee, like I don't know that anybody knew it was going to be just this special and blow up to this level, you know, Christie's, you yeah. know, it, it is it's kind of the, the standard bearer for, you know, I, I feel like that and drift. Yeah, those two, they're the, the Godfathers, I think, are the Godfathers. Yeah, yeah, Justin, no, Justin being like that man. Like. Agreed. Um, how did that feel as that transpired over time? Like, it, it had to be kind of surreal, right? Um, like I'm, I'm really, really, really in tune with reality, right? With life. So we all share this space. So this is all going to tie in. So you being where you are, the, the space between us is an illusion, right? There's something that lives there that makes us who we are. That's why we're able to feel each other. We're also able, we're also able to feel circumstances and situations and what those may turn out to be, right? When I met, when I met Justin through my best friends, they're called the Trippy Twins, and they're in the Twin Flames project as well. Um, I believe the number—I I forgot what number they are—but the Trippy Twins—they have the, the, uh, have the DeLorean. They introduced me and my brother to Justin, and Justin said, "I'm going to come out, and um, I'm going to take—I'm going to, you know, do it with you guys as well." I felt it the first—the first day I met him, I'm like, I continued to drill it to him, and it's easy to say now that it's huge, but this was real for me. I said, "Yo, bro, like." I don't know. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what your financial situation is. He explained it to me at the time. It wasn't. It was. It was bleak. You know what I mean? I said this is going to be huge, bro. I've never. I've never experienced something like this in regards to the idea of photographing a hundred sets of twins. I know what it feels like to be a twin because when you have a twin, it gets you to understand that human beings have a connection beyond what they're able to articulate right? With words. So having a twin, I know that, that that energy is powerful and it breaks down the walls of separation between human beings. So yes, I have that with my brother, but I have it with all humans as well. Through my brother, I learned that, right? So to be able to, to, to film a hundred sets of twins and have that energy in a project, because all those twins know what it feels like to be a twin. And then that energy coming together, 
that that day I was like, yo, this is it, bro. Like I felt so strongly that I had the first copy of my, my book, my second book. I signed it and I said, yo, bro, this is yours. This is my gift to you, right? I know what this is going to be. Then he had his, um, he had his showing in, I think it was Queens. I think it was that super chief matter of fact. And when I tell you, I've, I've like, I dive deep within myself meditatively and I feel the energy, but this was one of the most powerful energies I've ever felt on an outward level, like being out in the world, multiple sets of twins in one spot, all the pictures lined up against the walls, some of the most spiritual energy I've ever felt. And I said, yo, this is it. This was, this is, this is 20, this is 2018. This is before there's no mint. There's no, in his world at least. Right. And I'm like, this is it, bro. Like you are about to be a superstar. I don't know how that's going to manifest. I don't know what it's going to be, but you, my friend, are going to be a superstar and this is going to, this is going to blow you up. So I was just so happy to be a part of it, even at that time. And then he had wrote me and was like, yo, bro, like I'm about, there's this thing called NFTs and blockchain and Web3, and I'm going to mint this project. And I, I, you know, I just want to see if you wanted to support. And I'm like, of course, like do your thing. We already signed, we already signed our rights over. So you're already good on that aspect. Do your thing with the project, see where it goes. And man, when I tell you it took off beyond, like still, I think the highest grossing NFT photography project ever if I'm not mistaken, still. And it was like 4.7 million or something like that. You know that. what I mean? And yeah. And, you know, and now it's crazy. And even like with Christie's and Sotheby's and being like, I was in Christie's when he, uh, a couple, like for two days before he, it went um, up on auction. And I'm just looking around. I'm like, I'm in Christie's. Like my, my I'm here. You know what I mean? So that yeah. is an awesome experience, man. Well, and, and even more stemmed from that. So, so two, also what I would consider very large events for you personally, um, came from that. So, um, I believe you met your partner who's also part of the set. Yes, she is. And you now work for quantum, right? I am no longer working for quantum. Uh I was working for quantum for about almost a year. So I was on board. But that all came from the same thing. Yeah, that all came from the same thing. And and again, that was one of my greatest experiences as well, just in the Web3 space, because I ran the Twitter for so long. So all the, I had it when it was like maybe 2K followers up until the 28K, 29K now. All that was me. You know what I mean? Every day, day in and day out, learning Web3 through quantum and and, um, getting a lot of uh, friends, learning, growing with, the community of photographers and digital artists, although I'm a musician, I, I, I felt like um, they were, uh, their market came and they had to do some cutting, um, which, which was understandable. But it was also a spiritual thing for me as well, because I'm a musician and I have all these digital artists and photographers following me and I, I'm, not too, I'm not into the music side as much because it's taking up all my time. So I feel like it was a godsend to like, hey, like, let's pivot over and let's get back into this music thing because this is what you love to do. And what about, you know, meeting your girlfriend? Like, because that's, that's crazy too. Like, I mean, it's just all the events. Yeah. But that's just like a testament. I feel like, like of my life, like even like through uh, Justin's work, but my mind is life, I believe. Right. So um, I seen her in 
like I seen her obviously like in the book and I seen her in person as well at the, at the um, initial opening. She was so stunning to me that I didn't even want to approach her. Like I was afraid. I was like, oh my God, like, I don't want to do it. You know what I mean? But um, I, I said, I said, I'm gonna look at, I'm gonna look her up in the book and see like, you know, creep mode and get her, get her Instagram. And I got it. I got her Instagram and I just inboxed her like, Hey, what's up? Like, you know, we talked, we talked for a little while. We talked for like a year, like just like inbox, nothing crazy. Like, you know, just back and forth, like whatever. And then after a while, I was like, enough's enough. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, what's up? Like I'm, I'm coming out to Miami. She lived in Miami before, you know, I came out here and I said, Hey, I'm coming to my, out to Miami. I would love to hang out. Unbeknownst to her, I was coming out strictly for her. Like I just want to meet her. You know what I mean? So I got a, a beautiful hotel at the East in Brickle and um, I rented a Corvette, you know, you know, all the pleasantries that guys do. Yeah. And, um, and I met her and, and, you know, we clicked, I'm talking about like, it was just like, it was a calm, you know, there was no butterflies. There was no nervousness. It was just like, wow, like we're here and we've been together ever since, ever since I came in. That was last year um, in November, I came out to Miami, um, you know, came out to Basel, senior, stayed with her. And then I moved in we moved in together, got our own apartment in April. So I live in a condo now in, in, in Miami with her. So we're still rocking. Nice. Well, congrats, man. That's, that's, a, that's a beautiful story. All of it, all of it really, you know, from um, having that moment, you know, basically immortalized with your brother for yes, all sir. time yes, sir. Um, to the experience, you know, uh, all, all of the, uh, the prosperity that, that Justin has brought not only to himself but along with all of you that were part of the series all of that it's it's, it's it really is beautiful um Indeed, so I, 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 I love to hear it from from your mouth specifically because I, I i could feel it from you um, on back onto your music yes sir tomorrow's a big day for you tomorrow is a big day what's yeah, happening tomorrow um tomorrow i have my first uh, Glass XYZ drop. Glass XYZ is a, a video platform curating um, artists, onboarding artists for uh, video creation. And I'm dropping my um, song called Window Shopping with my twin brother, the Lord D. Lee. And I'm super excited. Like, you know, we've been dropping videos for years and Web3 is so transformative because it's like, you know, you're on YouTube and you, you, you're not really getting anything. In all reality, like pennies on the dollars, if that, you have to really get a lot of views. And for companies like Glass to come in and and revolutionize the game, and allow you to, you know, post your your videos to be collected, to be sold, and obviously like the the standard NFT uh, model, but with videos is it's unbelievable. So I dropped tomorrow at about 6 p.m. on Glass. You can go get that. Um, there's a preview on my on my Twitter as well. And I'm super excited to to even be a part of that, to be onboarded with them. They're doing great things, man. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Dio, shout out Jamie, the whole team Jamie. over there. Yeah. That's the fam over there. Um, I ran into the run into them in person. You know, Jamie's here in Atlanta, so mm -hmm. I get to run into Jamie here and there. We got to see Dio in person. Uh, we were up in New York uh, for yes, the CMC, and then again in Miami at the at the UVR for for Jaden's Underground Violet Rave. So. Um, yeah, yeah, no, they, they're doing good work over there. It's, it's really cool to see you uh, to pull up with the video. Uh, I'm sure that'll go well. They Well, man, I'm not going to hold you too long. I've, I've really enjoyed this, and I feel like we could go on for a long time. Right. Besides tomorrow's date, 
Um, you know, I do, I know the new year's coming up, so everyone's trying to make plans for Q1. Anything that we should be watching for, for you in, in the near future? Well, I haven't been, um, recording in a while and I'm going to re resume recording, um, next year. I'm super excited about that. Um, I actually dropped the project, I think last month, I, I can, I've dropped so many different, different projects, but I dropped a project last month called the living ancestor. And that's out right now on streaming platforms, different sounds, R&B, hip hop. But for, for next year, I definitely plan on dropping um, a lot of music, definitely in the Web 2 space, but also Web 3. Looking to be onboarded to sound. Haven't been onboarded to them yet, but would love to catalog as well. And um, just get deeper into the Web 3 world, building community, building that love, like real, real honest community, listening to each other and actually being fans of one another and not just trying to um, get profit. But um, next year is going to be huge um, for all of us. But for me personally, I'm definitely going to be dropping some albums, some albums. This is going to be more than one. Um, this year was a slow year for me. I only did one album. I usually do like two per year. Um, so I'm just I'm just super excited to see what was moving forward. Um, my girlfriend as well, she has a lot of projects. So I'm going to be helping her out um, and pushing her, her stuff. And yeah, man, um, I'm super excited to continue a relationship with you guys as well. And, and man, like the, the future is super bright for the entire Web3 space. Dude, we're here for it. We're here for it. You know, we, we I love connecting with you guys. Uh, for, for anybody that wasn't aware, I heard I uh, connected with Moomin T uh, down in Art Basel. I'm sure we've crossed paths at some of these other conferences before. Just didn't even know it. You know, it's funny because we pulled the phones to follow each other on Twitter. We're like, oh, shit, we're already following each other. Yeah, so, that was crazy. Uh, like, this is one hell? of those things. Yeah, um, but look, I'll tell you this, and it's probably going to get me in trouble. But next time we cross paths, I'm going to have to see you on the court. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> we'll do it. I'm, I'm good for a game or two. After that, you know. I, it's you like, know, hey, look, all right. We, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll hold you to it, man. I would love that, man. Definitely, definitely. So, um, you know, thank you for anybody that's tuning in right now, tuning in after the fact. We'll have this up on DSPs very soon, so you can share it. You can use it for whatever you'd like. Everybody, follow my guy, Moon Man T, at Moon Man T, M-O-O-N-M-A-N-T. Got a big drop tomorrow. You know, we got to pay these bills. Everybody, if you have not downloaded Huddle In, please download Huddle In, H-U-D-D-L-N, in any of your app stores. You can mint any of your content that you already have on your phone, Instagram, or TikTok for free and put a price on it. You're already posted on Instagram. Might as well try to get some cash out of it. Let's um, go. My guy, I appreciate you so, so much. I appreciate you, my friend. And we'll probably run this back in a few months or so. Let's get it. Thanks, everyone.